You're listening to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Letitia Ringe, and this is episode number 53. Welcome, my beautiful friends, to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. I am your host, Letitia Ringe, and this podcast is designed to empower, inspire, and support you on the journey of uncovering your truth and purpose and creating a life and business that is beautiful to you. Now, today I have a really exciting topic to talk with you all about because it's something that has been kind of overdue. I've been teasing you about it for a while, and we're also going to be talking about this particular topic in the context of something else that's really exciting. So today we're talking all about trusting your intuition and we're talking about this with respect to my trip to Bali from back in November and December. So I promised you if you're someone who's been listening to the podcast for a couple of months, you'll know I promised to give you a full update on how my trip to Bali went, what I learned, discovered about myself, and also on how it was to go on that trip and explore Bali and, you know, tell you all the details. So I promised I'd do that after I had some time to really absorb everything that I'd learned and had time to reflect and process and all of these juicy things. And that took a little bit longer than anticipated, but today I'm ready. And as I was preparing for this episode, I realized that what the theme that's running through this whole story, this whole journey is all about trusting my intuition. So I thought this was a really beautiful topic that we need to talk about anyway. This is such a huge deal in my life. I work with my intuition consciously, regularly in my life and my business. It's what I believe has gotten me to where I am today. It's what allowed me to finally leave my job as a lawyer behind. It's what got me to start my business. It's what helped me start this podcast, make incredible connections with people from all over the world. And I believe is also responsible for me being recognized recently with the award that I won of Emerging Coach of 2018 to 19. So all of this is so exciting. I just love to talk to people about following your own flow, about your intuition, using that for also, you know, manifesting, which is what we're all designed to do. So today I'm going to share with you everything on the Bali trip and I'll give you some recommendations as well, of course, what it was like to go to the retreat that I went to with Elevate the Globe. And if you're someone who hasn't listened to that episode yet, we had Britt and Tara, who are the two founders of Elevate the Globe, which is a business run from where they live in LA and it's for spiritual people and it's just so cool. Uh, And they teach you how to like practice Kundalini, which is really awesome. Kundalini yoga, which is a form of meditation and also yoga. So I have been a following Britain Tara since 2017, midway through the year. I was really captivated when I listened to an episode of theirs on the Balanced Blonde podcast with Jordan Younger, who I also adore. And I just was so 
just I gravitated to their beautiful energy and that's what I like to call their beautiful high vibe energy so we always attract our vibe attracts our tribe right so anyone that I'm drawn to I think yes this is awesome this is just a reflection of me and where my energy is at and so I think that's just a beautiful note for you to take away as well for the people that you're attracted to for instance listening to this podcast you're attracted to me and so our vibe is attracting one another and so the people that I then bring on as guests on the podcast, which I've, I know I'm promising that I'm going to start bringing back some more interviews for you all. Um, these people are all people you're going to resonate with, right? Because we're all just attracting the people who are on our vibe. Anyway, so I've been following them in 2017, halfway through the year, loving all of their meditations. They do like new moon meditations. So I started uh, doing their Kundalini uh, five day. It was like a five day free challenge. And then I signed up for their Rise Up, which is a um, it's a I think it's two weeks. Uh, sorry, eight weeks. It's a like an online program that you can do, and it goes into all of the different chakras and using meditations, Kundalini meditations, and yoga to help balance each of your chakras and learn more about them. And then also they they go into all sorts of things. It was really really great, and I do redo that um, a couple of times each year. And so I followed my journey with them, and I'm the sort of person that. When I really love someone's work, if I'm, you know, taking the time to tune into their podcast, I'm taking the time to, you know, do their, go to their live trainings and do, you know, be actively involved in the community. These are my people. And so when they offer something, something, anything, I'm usually all for purchasing. That's just how I am. That's what I'm like with all of the people that I love. I really love to support them. And I know that I'm going to love what they're putting out. So when the opportunity came up for the Elevate the Globe retreat, I had for quite some time after the Britain Tara had been to Bali, they had actually done an episode on their podcast all about their experience in Bali. And listening to that episode, I thought, and I'd already been thinking this because Bali is, you know, a spiritual hub or a wellness hub, and so many people are talking about it recently. I was already feeling drawn, and when I listened to their episode specifically on their experience in Bali, I thought I need to go. I cannot wait to go. I would love to go. And they mentioned there the possibility of having a retreat at some time in the future, and I thought that'd be really cool. And so when I started 2018, I had also put out as something that I wanted to do that year, which was to go to a retreat. And I wanted it not to just to be any retreat. I wanted it to be something super special. It needed to be something that I'd really walk away from and feel like I had grown and evolved as a person. So there were lots of different retreats that were being sent my way to have a look at. Nothing felt 100% right, although they all looked amazing. I just didn't feel that sense of, yes, this is the one. I didn't feel excited enough. And so my, my body didn't respond in a way that felt like this was exciting to me. So I didn't book anything in and I was thinking, when will be the year that I finally get to go to this retreat? And when's it going to come through to me? When am I going to know it's the right opportunity? So come, I think it was July of 2018, I then get an, uh, a message about the Elevate the Globe retreat. And actually, they were meant to have it in August, but they ended up delaying it to December. So I couldn't go in August. So I thought, okay, that's not, not the opportunity for me then because it will flow and work for me if it is. 
And I'd, I'd missed all of their marketing about that anyway. So it was only when the, they changed the date and I saw, oh, date's been changed. It's going to be in December that I looked into it and then applied to go to the retreat. And of course I was accepted. I, you know, spoke to them about how much I love their work and all of this sort of stuff and how cool it would be to go. And, you know, I had, I was having them on the podcast as well. And so it's all great. And, um, yeah, so I knew as soon as I saw the opportunity, it was like a hundred percent yes in my body. So how did I know, how did I know that that was an intuitive? Yes, that it was right for me. Well, as soon as the opportunity came, as soon as I saw the, uh, I looked at the retreat details, as soon as I even heard the mention of it being there in December, without my mind even coming up to speed with what was going on, I was already looking at all of the details. I was drinking in excitedly all of the, what we were going to be doing during the retreat, the timetable. I was looking at how it could work and I just felt I have to book this right now. This is what I want to do. I want to do this. I don't care how much it costs I'm going to this is this is the opportunity for me how can I make this possible how can I make this possible now of course going to Bali and with this retreat it was a sizable investment and so of course then my rational mind comes in and thinks okay well can is this really you know what I want to be spending my money on is this really how I want to prioritize my funds is this something that's really you know a smart choice to be making is this the one you know the opportunity for me all of these things that our mind does all of the ways that we try to make it not possible for ourselves, And so, yes, I did go through this process of thinking and, and, and going over and over and over all the details, discussing those with my partner. And then ultimately I said, you know, this is, I haven't felt like this before. It's with Britain Tara, who I'd love to meet in person. I wanted to go to Bali anyway, and I wanted to go to a retreat. So these are like three of the things I wanted to do in 2018. They're all coming together and I get to do it in this really easeful way that feels like beautiful, nourishing self-love. And also I knew it would be an investment in my own uh, growth and also what I could then bring back to all of you here in my community. And you know, the number one thing that we bring back to our community and our businesses, the people who make up our business is our energy. If I can show up here for you with my cup full and knowing what I'm here to do with a clear mission and a message, then I'm able to serve you in a much greater way. So that was one of the things that I did ultimately get through Bali and it, but it took me in at that, in that moment saying yes to the opportunity that was flowing to me. And so had I allowed my mind to talk me out of it, I would have missed out on this really amazing opportunity that I had that now I don't even care about the money I spent on it because I know it was worth every single dollar. And also we just think at the time when we're making investments into things that it's a really big deal at the time. And then later you look back and you realize, hey, we always, we're abundant. We always have money flowing to us. And for the things that are important for us and our soul and our growth, we'll always find ways to make those possible and to invest in ourselves through um, that financial exchange, that time exchange, like all of the, the ways that we exchange our energy with one another. So it was the initial excitement. I was so, so, so excited. This was different to the other opportunities that had come my way. I felt like, oh, this could be good. Yeah, you know, and I really want to go on a retreat. 
but it was really the desire to go on the retreat that was uh, well, that that was uh, the 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 compelling factor in that it wasn't the opportunity itself. So I was still using my rational mind to try and figure out why this why this one would be the right one. Whereas when this opportunity came through, it was like a full body yes. I was just excited from head to toe. I wanted to drop everything to focus on this immediately because it felt so, 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 so right. And this is what happens when we have these intuitive knowings. I had the same experience when it finally felt like the right time to leave my job as a lawyer and to move over to London. I, even though I was scared out of my mind, even though logically it didn't make any sense because I had an amazing group of friends back home, I was really set up in my career. I was on my way to being promoted as a senior associate. I was, I had, you know, I was well established. I lived in an awesome place in Alexandria in the inner West in Sydney, which, you know, shout out to anyone who is from the inner West. It's a great area. I had a really awesome, fun life. And right in the midst of all of that, I was going through my some health issues. But at the when I when we came up with going to London, I just knew immediately, yes, my answer was yes, even though I didn't feel necessarily confident, but I knew it was the right answer because of the way it felt in my body. And then this is my strategy in life. I say yes based on how I feel in that moment. And then I worry about it later, right? So then I let my mind go through all of the reasons why this might not be possible, all of the things that can go wrong. And I take this as a normal fact of life. It's not something that I'm trying to avoid. It's not something that I'd rather do without. It's something that is just there. We have these two different voices within us. And so this is great because we can start to prepare ourselves for anything that could go wrong and we can still move forward with what we want to do by saying, yes when the opportunities flow to us. So literally I see my job as only being able to say yes when the right opportunities flow through and to say no to those ones that aren't right. And we know that they're not right because they don't feel right in our body. Now, all of the most amazing things I've said yes to generally come with quite significant fear at the same time, because when we are following our intuition, it's going to lead us to uncertain places. It's going to lead us to places that we necessarily we probably haven't been before. We're going to grow. We're going to be stepping out of our comfort zone. We can't rationally comprehend in the mind why on earth we're doing this or why this is a better opportunity than something else, why this is the right opportunity. We can't rationalize it with our mind, but we know in our body that this is our right next step. And so again, when I then ultimately left my job in the corporate world altogether. So that was a year and a half after I left my job as a lawyer, I had the same situation. I was sitting there in the coffee shop with Lou across from me, discussing going part-time to start my business and, you know, that that would be right. But still, even though it was a great opportunity and my work were being really kind with giving me this consideration and trust, I still didn't feel like this was it. And how did I know it? Because on paper, it did seem like this was the right decision. Well, I knew it because my body wasn't excited by it. I wasn't excited about it. And so it's interesting because when we are afraid or when we're nervous, even when we've got that anxious energy and when we're excited, the physical sensations in our body are very similar. 
which is a really interesting thought because when we're afraid, we're going to have this mix of nervousness and excitement and probably anxiety too, to some degree, because we're stepping into the unknown. We're stepping outside of our comfort zone and we're growing as people. And this is when you know you're in the flow of your life because you don't know where you're going, but you trust And this is why we've called this episode, Trusting Your Intuition. You trust it anyway. And with that trust, which is the most important thing that we can do and is a part of our feminine energy, is a topic that I go to in a lot of detail about in Embrace Your Feminine Essence because it's so, so, so important when it comes to living in the flow, working with our intuition, having confidence in our creativity, receiving support and abundance from the universe. It's all down to trust. Trusting is something we see as vulnerability, and yet it's one of our superpowers. And so we've got to use this same trusting muscle when it comes to our intuition, because it's asking us to trust in something that we can't logically justify or rationalize or comprehend with our mind. We're simply responding to our other communication system, which is our body. Our inner voice, our soul, our intuition, it speaks to us through our emotions. And those emotions are physical sensations. And so we need to be tuned into our body's intelligence to know what our inner voice, our soul is trying to tell us. These are our superpowers. Our emotions are our superpowers, which is wild to think about, especially someone who comes from maybe a background like me where I was a lawyer and it very much in the mind, you know, I went to university for over five years to become a lawyer at one of the best universities in the, in, in Australia and worked. So I was up against some very competitive people, um, and some, you know, amazingly intelligent people with the mind. And so, you know, I highly valued and respected my mind and intelligence. And yet, Over the last, what are we in, 2019? So the last four years, my biggest learning, my greatest freedom, and the most discovery that I've had about myself has all come to connecting to my body, my inner voice, my intuition, and allowing that to lead me rather than my mind. Of course, I still use the mind to help me with all the practicalities that go with when we say yes to an opportunity that helps me find out how I can make something possible just as easily as it can help you tell you how something is not possible. We can use our mind to make things happen too, and we should. But we've got to let our intuition, our inner voice and our body's intelligence, which is the way it's speaking to us with our emotions, those physical sensations, rather than hiding from those physical sensations from our emotions and our feelings, we've got to listen. We've got to be grateful for every single one that we feel. Thank you for telling me that this is not the right thing for me because I don't feel good in my body. Thank you for that feeling. Thank you for that wonderful feeling of excitement and joy when I am on the right track and in the flow of my life. Thank you. Equally, these um, these emotions and feelings that we label good or bad, they're all great because they're all information and that is your inner voice and intuition speaking to you. 
Okay, now let's get to Bali. So I say yes to this opportunity. My mind is going wild, and but I sign up and we make it happen. We work out a way to make it happen so that we can get the money over to them. We can secure my place. I can have that, create that space also in my life um, and my business for Bali to happen too, because I was going for actually um, just over three weeks because while I was there for the retreat, which was six nights, I wanted to also use that opportunity to explore Bali. So I just followed my flow, my inner voice, and it all came together. And that led me to being a couple of days before I'm leaving in late November. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm going to Bali. I'm a solo female traveler. This is the mind. Um, I'm by, yeah, so I'm by myself. I'm going to a place I've never been to before. I'm going to a retreat with people I don't know. I'm going to do kundalini yoga literally all day. I don't even do kundalini kundalini yoga all the time. Um, I don't know. I don't even know where I'm going to next. I haven't even, you know, booked my accommodation. Um, I, yeah, all of these questions, right? So my mind is going bananas and I'm getting in a little bit of a state. Uh, I went and got my hair done and uh, my hairdresser and I had a bit of a miscommunication. We didn't know. She thought she was doing something else. I thought I was doing something else anyway. So I had had this experience. I was a bit stressed out and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, is, have I just, you know, made the wrong decision? Should I even be going here? You know, I've got responsibilities and things to do and I'm just going away for three weeks. You know, all of the things the mind does. It's when I get home, it's going to be Christmas and then we're going away again. And that just seems just really irresponsible to me. This is the mind, the mind, the mind is chattering away. Anyway, so while I'm in the midst of all of that, I then I, I was uh, jumped on a bus to get back to London. By the way, London have the best bus system. It's really great. And uh, it's my preferred method of transport around the city if I'm not getting an Uber, of course. So anyway, I jump into a bus and I see and as I'm sitting there thinking all of this, continuing to think all of this, um, continuing that not very pleasant um, emotional state, I look up at the time on the bus and it says 333. Now, I'm not someone who sees signs or symbols like almost ever. Although I wish I was, I'm always so envious of the people who do. I think, oh my gosh, why can't I see them as well? That would be really cool because then I would know for certain that this is right instead of needing to simply rely on my body's intelligence. Anyway, my theory is that when we're really doubting ourselves, when we're, when we're quite disconnected from our inner voice, when things are going a bit wild um, in the mind and the mind is fully taking over, I believe that's when something like a sign or a symbol will come through, right? And that's when, they're, they're, you know, it's like we've got to be really apparent here. We've got to make this really obvious for this person because they're not listening to themselves. So it's such a gift, so beautiful when you get a sign. And now that I've put the call out to get some more signs like double digits and triple digits, I am seeing them more often. 
And so I think that's, you know, our attention starts to focus on new things in our environment because all of these bit, bits of information are there anyway, whether we're actually tuning into it or not. It's just that we start to focus on what we want to attract, right? What we're trying to call in. And this is all, this is what manifestation is all about. Anyway, so I see the 333 and I think, oh my, okay, this is giving me some ease and relief. I look up what this angel number means and it's all about alignment. And I think, okay, message clear. I can chill out. So that gave me some relief while I was leaving And then I arrive in Bali, I get the flight, the long flight from London to Bali, which is, you know, like an 18 hour journey, a stopover in Hong Kong. I get to Bali and I arrive there in, you know, about 5 p.m. in the evening. I then have a transfer set up. Someone was driving me from the uh, the airport down south of Bali to Uluwatu, which is all the way at the south. And by the time I get there, it's almost dark. I get checked into my room and then it is dark. By this stage, I'm really hungry. I know that I need to go out and get something to eat or I'm going to be absolutely ravenous the next day. But I'm in a new place. I'm by myself and uh, it's dark. So I think I mentioned this in one of my episodes when I recorded in Bali and I shared with you all about the dog. Go back and listen to that episode if you haven't. People really loved it. I had I really loved um, your messages. So many of you messaged me to say you loved that story. So I'm feeling a little bit vulnerable. I've also not managed to have very much sleep on the plane. Uh, probably I was really excited slash nervous slash anxious about my trip. And so I was, you know, just, just not feeling in the best um, place at that stage. My mental health wasn't feeling great because, you know, our sleep is fundamental to our mental health. And, um, and also I had all of these different um new newness the newness and the unknown in the physical world also being reflected back at me so i was a little bit uncertain unsure and not feeling great and i needed to go out and get food and so i had this experience on the first night where i was quite scared i had people sort of yelling at me from the the street asking me if i want to transport and there's not not any sidewalks in bali so i was walking literally up the road for a 3 minute walk and um and i had to be on the road and there's people zooming past and it's just, everything's a lot louder the noises are a lot louder and i fi- make it to the restaurant and it's all great but i still feel a little bit you know, like, is this safe because I'm by myself? Anyway, as you'll know, if you found out, I woke up the next day in the light. I feel so much better. I've had a sleep. Everything's feeling a lot better. And I realized that this is a really safe place. I'm absolutely fine. And, um, and now I'm ready to, you know, really tune in to Bali and enjoy it. So I spent two nights there in um, Uluwatu before the retreat, which is also in Uluwatu. And I used that time to, you know, just get around and explore Uluwatu itself, which is a really beautiful place. It's the place where all the surfers go. It's got the best surf or so I hear and read. And it's it's just they, they do have some really gorgeous beaches. I actually um, 
paid someone to take me around to eight or nine beaches in Uluwatu one of the days after the retreat when I was also by myself and so I could take a look at them and they were really really beautiful so if you are someone who loves beaches you'll definitely love Uluwatu because they have some of the best beaches in Bali there and if you love to surf, it's the place to go. So yes, I use those two nights um, by myself to get some, get a massage and to just eat really delicious plant-based food. This is one of the things I love about Bali. They have like just so many amazing cafes and restaurants that have vegan food or vegetarian. And then also they have an abundance of everything else, right? And uh, But they also have a lot of raw vegan options and lots of just really beautiful, vibrant fruit and vegetables, right? So everything just looks and tastes so delicious and it's just so good. Of course, you do have to be careful with water and ice um, in certain places, restaurants and cafes, but for the most part, uh, if it's a, you know, a nice looking cafe or restaurant, it's probably going to have um, good food practices. But yes, you do need to practice caution there. Anyway, I was able to eat lots of salads, lots of juices, lots of everything and and not get sick, which was awesome. So I spent those two nights just really, you know, getting into the energy of Bali itself and, you know, acclimatizing and also catching up on my sleep and all of that. And then I got picked up to go to Uluwatu Surf Fillers for the Elevate the Globe retreat. Now, this was such an incredible experience. I can't, like it was only six nights so we were I was there for a week and it literally felt like I was there for months with the amount of just experiences and also growth that happened during those seven days so Uluwatu Surf Fillers is right on the cliffs of Uluwatu it is such an incredible place like if you were having a wedding it would be a perfect place for a wedding they have a gorgeous yoga shala that was our yoga shala for the whole week um, we all there was 20 something people at the retreat and there were five of us in each villa. So as soon as I arrived, I get to the front desk. There's a huge chunk of amethyst and other crystals just everywhere at the reception. And then there's this beautiful restaurant as well, which also has incredible food. And there there's crystals on each table, just these beautiful, huge crystals like everywhere. So I was just loving life. And as soon as I got to the reception, there was another two ladies there and they said, oh, hey, and then, you know, I love your dress and then just walked away. And I thought, oh, I wonder if they're at the retreat. And then the other person I met to the right of me, um, well, actually two ladies, one of them I already met. Hey, Alicia, shout out to you. And I met this other woman and we were talking. And then I discovered as we walked, as we were showing our way to our um, villa where five of us would be, that the two ladies I had met and the third lady were all people in my villa. So what another beautiful sign of flow. It, it was just, and I just knew. And so, and I met uh, Tara immediately up there having lunch and Lily, and it was just really beautiful way to come into the retreat. And then we spent the next week all together in this villa and there were five of us and we've all become really great friends. They're all beautiful women and it was just so, so beautiful. So we spent that week together where we were eating you know, all of our meals together. We had a number of sessions an early morning session, an afternoon session, and an evening session every day of kundalini um, 
meditation and yoga and we also went on excursions and then we had some free time to ourselves as well and so our villa had lots of time in the evening to bond. I went to sleep pretty late every night, woke up really early every morning and yet I felt really energized. So the meditations that the girls did were just incredible and this this is why I've tried to practice all different styles of kundalini yoga through like YouTube videos. I've done some in-person classes and with amazing people, right? But I really particularly love the way that Brit and Tara teach kundalini yoga. I'm just like really vibing with their vibe and the way that they teach it. And what I love is that everything is aligned with astrology. So Tara is really into astrology and she's so great with leading that. And, you know, Brit also has a wonderful knowledge about that. And I've learned so much much through the both of them all about you know our chakra energy centers i work a lot with the chakras in if you ever come to a women's circle my guided meditations will always be linked to different chakras through create your beautiful biz my group coaching program we talk about the chakras in your business there is just you know i if you do one to one coaching with me i'll suggest <laughs> different chakra exercises for you too because they um it's just it's super powerful so i really love that about them i love that it's aligned with the new and full moon and what's going on astrologically and that we're working on these different chakra centers as well. And it's just super, super powerful. So basically with every meditation with them and with um, Kundalini, you go in with like a purpose, like this is the reason why you're doing these things. This is the reason why you're doing this exercise. And I really love that because as you know, as someone listening to the podcast, I'm all about purpose. So when we have a clear intention or a clear purpose before we start doing something, which I believe is should always come from our heart, then it just amplifies our energy and what we will get out of the action that we end, end up taking. And so it just, this is, this was exactly the experience. Every single meditation was so powerful. Plus we had the collective of each other there, all with the same intention, all supporting one another through these. Kundalini can be quite physically challenging and it was super, super powerful. So you just felt really, really energized after these meditations, or at least I felt energized. It really gets you on a natural high Kundalini and um, particularly these ones that we were doing. So every day also had a theme at the retreat, which was really cool. And um, some people did have, you know, other reactions where they felt really drained after it. And it was like a roller coaster at certain points because you're actually doing a lot to clear your subconscious through Kundalini. That's one of the, that's what it does. It clears your subconscious. And so of course, when that's happening, you've got energy moving around and this causes some tension. You might start to release. And so you might get things like headaches and um, yeah, the energy can just be really powerful, but you can literally feel it all. It's, it's, it's incredible. And a PS, I never would have thought I would be sitting here today talking to you on this podcast all about, you know, energy and about the chakras and about going to Bali and doing this meditation. You know, I, I wasn't someone who was in this world once upon a time, but so many of us are all now just loving all of these spiritual 
methods and I personally just love them and I find so much comfort in them. Maybe they're my, that's what's, you know, replaced things like alcohol for me and um, also maybe eating things like sugar and drinking like other ways that I use to check out rather than checking in. So yes, anyway, that's just a little aside. So we were welcomed into the retreat, which this was incredibly special. We had a little, you know, welcome uh, where we were meeting each other and we we had, you know, our coconut water, which is also an amazing thing about Bali. You just get fresh coconut water all the time, literally in the coconut. It's so cool. And so we then were invited over to right on the cliff edge, a beautiful welcome ceremony with a Balinese priest. And so we went through this beautiful ritual. It was so beautiful, just such a special moment there sitting on the cliffs, being blessed by this Balinese priest. And, um, and really just, you know, well, starting this new space that we're all creating together for the next week. So we also did some other amazing experiences along the way. We went to the Turta, the Turta Empel, I believe that's the word. And so that's over near Ubud. So I did a little day trip there and the, the, there's some holy water baths in this temple, which is where we went. And it's a place where the Balinese people go to do like a purification ritual. So we got the, uh, we had a special guide come over and show us all how to do it. And so there's little fountains. I can't remember how many there were. Let's say there's like 12 to 13 and each fountain represented something it had a particular purpose again and so one at a, one at a time we all went through each of the 13 fountains and we had to do a little ritual so we had to you know throw the water over our head and we had yeah it was there was more to it than that but we also you know had to focus on what the purpose of that particular fountain was and what was really awesome is that they had one associated to each chakra. So you could actually work on each chakra through the, um, this purification ritual as well. And then you had, you know, a time for some meditation, you cleansed your karma, uh, cleared out any karma that you're holding in your family lines, like all of these really cool things. And it was super special. The energy there was just so peaceful. It was such a high vibe, uplifting experience. And I really felt like that, moment just something had shifted for me so all of these things are happening you know we can't see it to the eye but it's all based on the way we feel and I think that this is a beautiful connection as well when we're talking about trusting your intuition because a lot of these experiences that we have where it can be so profound where we just finally have this shift in our life it's usually something that happens on on an energetic level more than anything. So you feel it even though to your eye and to the physical world, you might not be able to see anything different. And maybe when you're explaining it and trying to translate it through your mind and through our words and our voice, it becomes difficult because it's something that is really experienced and felt. And this is, again, this is our um, the feminine aspect of all of us. This is our being, our, our essence, our existing energy rather than yeah, the mind or doing or what's on the outside. It's all about the inside of us. So this is why it's being 
it required time and space for me to process all that went on during that beautiful week. I went in with the intention of getting guidance and clarity on where I was going next with my business. And for me, this is this is the container for my purpose. And, uh, and I wanted to know, you know, where would you have me go? Where do you want me to go next? Um, I've, you know, created a lot. I've done a lot. I've been following my intuition and I would just want guidance on where to go next. What is the best way for me to serve using my gifts? Where am I going next? What do you, what would you have me do? So these were the questions I was asking from, um, before the retreat, I did some journaling all on that to make sure I was really clear on what I wanted to get out of it. And through all the different meditations and things, I just allowed the the seven days to unfold. And so I had some clarity by the end. I did have more clarity on where I was going, but there was still some, uh, there was still more to, to come, definitely more to come. And this is what happens when, you know, we've got so much shifting. We just need a little bit of space and time to actually get, come up to speed with what that clarity is. So we've got to allow ourselves space to receive that, which is also a feminine um, trait. So we also did something really cool, which was a silent disco on the clifftop as well. It was really fun and liberating to just, you know, dance with other people. And we also had a uh, awesome... Uh, a ceremony with uh, a cacao ceremony with Levi Banner, who he works at the yoga barn and it was just a really awesome experience. So these meditations and everything we're doing, there was a lot being released. There was a lot of ups and downs with emotions. We all felt like we were on a roller coaster for the first couple of days. I felt a little bit of tension. There was a bit of resistance. I didn't really want to open up. And then suddenly there was like a big shift in me and I just, you know, opened up a lot more and allowed, I allowed the experience to fold instead of resisting what was coming. And this is, you know, again, about just trusting what's happening. I remember the moment I I had the resistance, I then got my journal out and I said, you know, why am I, why am I experiencing so much resistance? And the message that I got was just the shift, the way that I was looking at it, you know, to, to, to really see that I was there for a reason and that I was there maybe to also support this group as well as have my own experience and to, you know, go out there and see how I could really do that. And so when I got this message, I was able to shift how I was turning up and all I was doing was shifting my perspective. And then that resulted in me allowing much more throughout the experience and trusting my intuition and just allowing it to flow without any expectations. And it was an incredible experience. I really felt that by the end of the seven days, I had, you know, stepped up and owned my power um, in, you know, to another level, right? It was, I was up leveling. And this became apparent to me when we were all sitting around during one of our beautiful breakfasts in the morning and we're going around and we needed to um, just, you know, say a couple of words. And so one of the, there was a guy there, our token guy, and he stood up to talk, right? And, you know, all of, all of the women were sitting down and remained down. And when he got up for his turn, he, he stood up. And it was because he was standing at the end of the table. Anyway, I didn't even think I was the next. And I just stood up and started speaking. And I felt no fear, no, no, you know, lack of confidence, which is something that normally I would feel quite, um, I always have a little bit of anxiety before I get up and speak. 
And I just didn't have any of that. I just got up, spoke from the heart and it just felt, I just felt in that moment that was that was the physical evidence I needed right of something having changed even though it it was already happening so when I talk about how the retreat was there were just the biggest change for me was really this uh, this sense of owning my gifts to another level and just owning my you know who I am really stepping up into that and that led me then in in January to really see when it came to my business and my offerings and what I was doing, um, it, it made me see the direction I wanted to go in. And so, as you'll know, if you've been listening and following me for a while, I've now, you know, I'm doing business coaching. I've started off a new group coaching program, Create Your Beautiful Biz, which is for those of you starting your business. Um, I've really owned this part of my part of my offering, right? And, um, and you know, there's lots of other things coming. I've been updating my website and that will be actually released in just a couple of days. I've got a really exciting new um, product coming your way as well, which is something you'll all have access to. And um, I've really also been claiming, you know, my the, the menstrual cycle work that I do, which is really about tapping into your inner cyclical wisdom. It's a system for manifestation. That is all it is. And we can all use this system, whether we're menstruating or not. And so this is something that I really believe that I'm here to, to use. And particularly when it comes to pairing this with our business, right? Because we want to create a business and a life and you know career and all the other things we want we want to create something that supports us and our energy we want it to be easeful we want it to be flowing we want it to be sustainable and that's what the menstrual cycle offers so yes lots of beautiful changes then came through in terms of my business i also felt just personally in my life a a, a greater sense of peace right because i'm owning my worth to another level, right? I've upgraded that even more. And this is what we all need to do. We go along our path and we do all of this self-discovery work, which is incredibly important. We make changes, we discover more about ourselves, but the journey doesn't end, right? The journey always continues. So we can always go to another level. We can always go deeper into our self-discovery. We can always go deeper into owning our worth, our authenticity. We can go deeper into our power. We can go deeper into our purpose. Our purpose evolves as well, just like we are forever evolving. And this is what life is all about. So sometimes we'll think, okay, well, I've already fixed that. I've already, you know, done my self-discovery stuff. I I, I know who I am. Um, I've done enough. I've done it. I've done the process. That's done. But we don't want to just get ourselves to, you know, some, I guess, like equal playing field with everyone else, right? Which is what we can sometimes think. I just don't want to be behind anymore. I just want to be, you know, at this like level of this level, this, what I'm seeing here is you know, like a circle and you're like right in in the middle. And so I'm here. This is good. I can coast by like this. This is fine. But what we want to be asking ourselves as people who are interested in personal development, as people who want to become more conscious, as people who want to keep growing and evolving is how can I make this life even better? How can I become even more aligned? How can I keep moving forward? It's like with our health, right? Often we'll start looking into our health when we have a health scare. So we'll say, okay, I want to get myself up to a place where I'm feeling healthy. 
But what about continuing that afterwards, right? It's like if you lose a lot of weight, you lose the weight and then you stop exercising or whatever. We don't want to just get ourselves up to this, you know, where we should be operating from already, right? We want to ask ourselves, how can I be the most healthiest and vibrant I've ever been before? How can I go even more with this? How can I, how can I be the best version of myself? Like literally the possibilities and potential for every single one of us are unlimited. We are unstoppable when we continue to keep moving forward. And it doesn't mean that we're not happy and grateful and satisfied with where we are right now. It doesn't mean that we feel like there's a problem even to fix. It just means that we know that there is always more available for us. So we are happy and satisfied and grateful and appreciative for everything we've got right now, everything that we're embodying and who we are, but we know that there's more. And so for, you know, my business owners out there or the people who are aspiring to to have a business, you will think my goal is to have a business. You'll start the business and then you can say, hey, look, that was my goal ticked off. I've got a business. That's great. That's all I needed. I don't care about the business success. I don't care about, you know, going to whatever the next step is in my business journey. That's all good. That will not last for long. You won't be fulfilled with that. You will always need to be thinking of, okay, I've done this. I've achieved something. Now, what do I want to do? How am I going to grow today? How am I going to continue moving forward on this beautiful journey that is life? So the, the, this is a little sidetrack, but this this was the real important realization from from Bali. It was really a feeling. It was an energetic feeling. It was a feeling of being more aligned with my worth and um, receiving more clarity about what my purpose is and where to go next. And then feeling, really feeling and embodying that sense, right? And so after that, after the uh, the retreat, I then went back to Uluwatu and spent a couple of nights, which I thought would be great. But to myself, I got some beautiful massages done over at Yoga Surfers and there's some gorgeous restaurants in Uluwatu too that have lots of um, vegan and vegetarian food. One is at Yoga, or maybe it's Yoga Searches. Anyway, one of the two, they have really amazing massages and also a really lovely restaurant there. So Highly recommend there. And then my friend Caitlin came to meet me in Uluwatu and we then moved on to Changu. So I 100% recommend if you're going to Uluwatu to check out the the Turta Ampul and go do the purification ritual. There's also a temple there in Uluwatu, which is really cool. There's monkeys running around. Don't take any food with you because they will go after you and just be careful of anything loose that you've got you've got on you I saw uh, a gentleman lose his sunglasses um, and the monkey you know run off with it I saw someone's hat get taken so they're you know they're, they're there to protect the temple and um, and you know I made some wonderful friends at this retreat. That that's one of the best things about a retreat, right? Because you're going to be with people for a concentrated period of time. You're going to make really meaningful connections. There was, I mean, I just can't even begin to describe some of the amazing connections that we made there. It was truly wonderful. So I then moved on to Changu and I was with my friend Caitlin and we stayed in a really awesome place, an Airbnb, of course, which is basically the only places that I stay usually. And uh, we we just cruised around Changu, did some shopping, went to a beautiful 
cafe called the Pelotonin Superstore. I absolutely loved it. Uh, Caitlin does tell me because she spent a bit more time in Changu than me. She went back and went to Shady Shack, which had been recommended to me and said it was just amazing. And she spent a lot of time there. So if anyone else is interested in going to Changu, if you do end up there, go to the Pelotonin Superstore and also or Super Shop and then go to as well Shady Shack. Uh, so Changu is like where all the digital nomads are. It's a lot more like busy than Uluwatu. Uluwatu is like super chilled beach town. And, uh, and yeah, Changu has got tons of shops, tons of restaurants and things. And I didn't really spend much time at the beach there, but there is a beach too. And there's an amazing yoga center called The Practice. And yeah, so if you're working in Changu, you you'll you'll be at home with lots of other people working there as well. So we were in Changu for like three nights or four nights. I can't remember. We could have spent more time there for sure. I bought a couple of cool things. I bought, as you'll have seen if you're following me over on the gram, I have this really beautiful necklace. It's uh, it was blessed in by a Balinese priest in ceremony as well and it has a really beautiful meaning behind it it's all about the feminine it's all about the uh, cycle you know of transformation and it was just they just had such beautiful jewelry and things that you could buy in Changu it was really really cool so I highly recommend checking out all of that we also then went to Ubud so Ubud was just from the moment I got there I felt like I love this place I don't know why, but I just love this place. I love being here. You're literally in a jungle, like you're in a jungle. There's monkeys, you know, just on the street and you are, it's also the city. It's so green. I felt so at home being there. I just, I just absolutely loved it. There's so much to do. It's more like a little city. And so we spent a lot of time at the yoga barn, which is the place for going to yoga. It's very cool. I also, we went to a place called the Pyramids of Chi, which is a really cool place. You're in a pyramid and they do like cacao and sound baths. The sound bath was really amazing. And then I also went to this place called Bali Botanica to get a, I did the whole day spa treatment. Well, Caitlin and I both did it together. It was really cool because we went there and we had like a facial done for 45 minutes. And then we got taken out to lunch at this beautiful place. And then we went back and we got a whole body chakra massage, which was incredible. The woman, um, the therapist, she blessed me before starting and then focused on each of the chakras and it was incredible. I had oil, warm oil poured on my um, third eye. So on my, you know, where my intuition, my center for intuition is in terms of the chakras, I had um, hot oil poured on that for 15 minutes. You can actually get a whole massage ton where you just get that for 45 minutes. It's like a thing in Bali. And then at the end, she did something so beautiful where we then, I then sat in a chair and she, you know, bathed my feet and then, and I had, there were flowers in there and it was just such a beautiful nurturing moment. It was, it was truly wonderful. And then I had a beautiful flower bath, which was absolutely gorgeous. Just, it was the one thing that I wanted to do in Bali was go get a flower bath. And uh, after that, I then had a my hair, a cream, um, like hair treatment done. And it was just such a beautiful day. I highly recommend it. And, and the beautiful thing is, is that 
these things are, you know, much more affordable than they are getting it done in, you know, Sydney, Australia, the US and most places in the world. And so you can also, you know, be really generous with your money and give like awesome tips and things. And I just loved being able to do that. It really felt just so special. The people are so lovely in Bali, just, oh, just, just so gracious and so welcoming and just absolutely lovely people. And, um, yeah, so we, I, you know, Caitlin, and I had both such a great time in Uber and, but there is, the energy is very intense and strong. I really loved it. And I loved, you know, zipping about, um, not, I didn't ride a scooter, but I, if I went back, I would learn how to, because they're real, it really makes things a lot easier. Uh, but yeah, you can get, you know, you can catch, um, you can get transfers um, easily sorted for you. And anyway, so it was my last night in Ubud and I'd spent the whole day by myself. I'd gone shopping. I'd gone to the practice. I just floated around. I had no idea where I was going. I just set out. I went and had breakfast at my favorite place, which is Zest. Zest was the most amazing place for breakfast. I absolutely love that place. I highly recommend it. I would live there like every day if I was in Ubud. And I also want to recommend Moxa, which is a really beautiful, like, fine dining plant-based uh, place that grows their own vegetables and everything like right on the ground there. It's really exceptional. And um, anyway, so I just allowed myself that day to truly flow around. So I had nothing planned which is what, you know, a holidays really give you that space for, right? We can feel like we need a book every single moment, but they are a great opportunity to follow your flow. I was just talking to one of my clients recently about this who has just gone on holidays and how this is actually such a magical, exciting opportunity to practice trusting and following your intuition. And so I was doing the same thing and particularly on this day and I ended up after my yoga session going across the road, noticing these things that look like mortar and pestles and thinking, what are they? And then noticing that they are singing bowls and thinking, oh, these are cool. I wonder how much a singing bowl is. And so I went in because I noticed no one was in the shop. And then as soon as I walked in the shop, the guy who owned it came over and started speaking to me and I was the only person in there and we ended up having this amazing conversation so he I had like a private lesson with him we sat down in the middle of this shop on the floor him across from me showing me how to actually use the singing bowl and I couldn't get it to work while I was there he was telling me it's because I'm nervous and you know I needed to play from my heart and it was the most beautiful moment ever just sharing this moment with this guy and feeling so connected. Anyway, I ended up buying a singing bowl, which I didn't plan on doing, but I felt just this was completely right. It was a full body. Yes. I even went and, you know, got money out. So I had time to think about it. And I brought that beautiful singing bowl back with me. And then the next time I played it, I could play it. And I've been able to play it every single moment since then. So it was a truly beautiful experience. And I felt like it was just absolutely perfect. And yeah, so then I went back to London and got to take that beautiful Bali deliciousness with me. And since leaving, I've really felt like a piece of my heart is in Bali and that I will be back. And I feel like I'll be back at some stage, maybe for a bit longer term. And I can't recommend it highly enough. It's just such an adventure, such, so different to anywhere I'd ever been, has a beautiful energy. It, there is just an abundance of 
amazing yoga, meditation, women's circles, all sorts of things available to anyone to go to. Incredible food, just incredible food, plant plant and environmentally friendly food and just lots of wonderful people and everybody's there, you know, lots of people are there who are also either flowing around Bali or, you know, into all of this sort of stuff. So it's plenty of uh, opportunities then to meet like-minded people and it just has a beautiful energy and the Balinese people are just gorgeous, absolutely lovely people. So I had this incredible experience and it all came from simply saying yes to an opportunity that flowed into my life that felt like a full body yes, even though I still felt incredibly scared and I didn't know how I could you know, make this work, whether it was the best financial decision, all of the different whys. And I wanted to share this all with you today because this is what trusting your intuition and flowing is all about. We lead with our heart, we get the inspiration, and so we respond to usually an opportunity that's presented. You can say no if it doesn't feel completely right, which is what I was saying to all of the other opportunities for retreats that came up. They weren't a total yes. And then it was only when I had this other opportunity with the Elevate the Globe retreat that I knew it was a yes, even though it didn't make sense. There were lots of complications to overcome, but I I I was asking, how can I make this possible? Because I wanted it to work. And so this is what it's always like in all experiences in my life. Whenever I've worked with someone as well, whenever I have made any big investment, whether that's been leaving my job, moving overseas, working with a coach, uh, investing in a course, it has come with a an equal period or an even more intense period of doubt every single time, but it began with a yes. It began with a yes. It began with a full body yes, an intuitive yes, a feeling in my body, an excitement followed by lots of fear, lots of uncomfortableness, but this is when I know that it's the right decision for me. And when, and usually I've prepared myself because I've put the call out into the universe. So when I work with a coach, usually I say, hey, I want to work with a business coach. I want someone to work with, or I want to work with someone on my spiritual development, or I want to go, I want to find a life coaching course, or I want to find a course on something. Send me the opportunity. Opportunities will present themselves and they won't always be right. They won't be right. But then you'll know when it is the right opportunity and you'll say, you know, maybe I want to work with that person. So if it's meant to be, send me an opportunity and then it will come through. And you've just got to say yes. And I always believe that if you're if the struggle is financial, we can make the finances work. We can always make them work. So they might feel like a big deal and the deciding factor at the time, but really they're the smallest factor of all, because what the biggest factor is, is just creating the time and space to take up the opportunity and saying yes to it. That's actually the biggest thing. It's just you saying yes. And then everything else flows. The time and space will be created and the money will flow through and you will then reap the rewards of following your intuition and get 
just more than you ever, ever expected. So if anyone has been thinking about going to Bali, I hope you found this episode useful with some recommendations there for you. And if anyone's planning on going to Britain Tara's next retreat, which I think is happening in August, I unfortunately can't make it this year because I'm going to be doing something else really fun. Um, Uh, yeah, definitely check it out. You'll love it. And if anyone is thinking of, you know, I think I've had an intuitive hit about something. I think I know what I need to do, or there's, you know, something that I'm really excited to do, but there's a lot of fear. I hope that this episode has inspired you because this is, you know, how I run my life. And it really is how I've been able to create so many incredible things over the last year and a bit in my business for all of you. And I can't recommend it enough. I would not be here where I am today as now an award-winning life and business coach. And with this incredible community, all of you listening to this right now, like none of this would have happened if I didn't follow my intuition. So just think what is waiting for you as well and what can you say yes to? Alrighty, my friends, I hope you've enjoyed this. I love and appreciate every single one of you. Let me know how you have felt after listening to this episode. Let me know your takeaways. Go and tag me over on Instagram at Letitia Ringe. I'd love to hear from you and I really love to engage with you all and start a conversation about these topics. So, you know, whether that's, a, you know, you're screenshotting you watching this right now and then tagging me over on Instagram or you send me a DM or you send me an email, get in touch. I'd love to hear from you and please keep an eye out as well for my new product that's coming out that you'll all be able to receive. And this is going to help you tap into your manifesting superpowers even more in your life and business. Alrighty, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Create a Life That Is Beautiful podcast. If you feel called, I would love it if you could please take a minute to rate and review this podcast on iTunes. This helps other people like you find it. And I also invite you to take a moment to share this episode with a friend you know needs to hear it. 